Oh, fuck. This is going to be tough. (laughs) Well, uh, after some technical mumbo-jumbo and idiocy on my part, it is the fourth episode of the No Holds Barred podcast with Justin and Nick. Uh, We have changed recording locales from just my basement to now my cellar. Yay. We're moving up in the world. Exactly. We're moving, from the looks of things around here, we're moving down the world, sir. (laughs) Um, Anyways, yes, No Holds Barred podcast, Justin and Nick, episode number four. Of course, you are listening to this on the brand new channel, the channel that is dedicated to our podcast, youtube.com slash user slash No Holds Barred podcast. Subscribe to that shit. All because I had a little bit of trouble on my YouTube page. Yeah, Nick had a little bit of, Nick had the feds come and pound his door down, (laughs) He's just like, you're not allowed to make vlogs. Yeah. He was like, fuck you, pay me. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see him for a couple days after that. (laughs) No, yes. So, yes, Nick had his his YouTube channel. Well, I didn't have it taken down. Pirated, I guess. I I came home and they were like, you are monetized. And these videos cannot be. And I was like, I didn't do this. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do this at all. Um, from the, I mean, it sounds it just sounds more and more like it was because like I get I get spam emails now from YouTube that aren't actually from YouTube. They yeah. have the exact same layout and everything. I like checked I check my account. Okay, right on. Yeah, yeah, it was it was done. That's weird. Yeah, that's just fucked up, sir. Anyways, um, we got the new channel. You also have a new YouTube channel on your own. Oh yes, it's uh well, there's nothing on it right now, but right. it's uh, FL one zero 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 one 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 zero one zero one. Did you get and all that? Kind of a little bit of story off of that. FL stands for Fearless Leader, which was back in 1991 when the car was born. Exactly. Now, if you guys remember, if you listened to our first podcast, which if you didn't, stop this one right now and go listen to that shit. He, we gave the story as to what Fearless Leader was, was nickname from the car, which we elaborated on in the first episode of the podcast. Go listen to that shit. And the rest, you might be thinking, that's not binary code. No, it's not. It's actually a Clutch song. Exactly. Which, if you don't know who Clutch is, look them up afterwards. Yeah. They're fucking awesome. Exactly. Go listen to that shit. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Nick's got his new YouTube channel. I'll link uh, I'll link them in, in all the podcasts and everything so people know where to get to yous. Get to me. Get to yous. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're fourth episode of the podcast, and we got some shit that we're going to talk about. Whoa. I had, I had kind of a cool thing happen to me... Um, uh, a couple days ago, uh, for anybody that follows my YouTube page, you know how I do, you know, NFL pick shows every week and UFC predictions or wh- whatever. I got a tweet from a random new Twitter follower that was like, dude, you were just on the radio. And I was like, all right, I, I what? Like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't on the radio. Apparently, a radio station down in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, 105.3 or 103.5, mm-hmm. one or the other, the fan, uh, played a portion of one of my YouTube videos on a segment that they do called Internet Basement Reporters. That's big. Yeah, and it's uh, basically, it's, it's, a, it's a comedy sketch, right? Like, they, they look for people, the way they tagline it is they look for people with a YouTube account and a room at their mom's house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if only they knew how accurate that was. Um and, you know, they, they put me on there talking about, you know, the NFL and everything. And, you know, they they took a couple of shots and they were pretty good yeah. shots. They were, they, were, they were pretty funny. 
And, uh, but it was, it was funny because when, after they did that, of course, in all my videos, I pimped my YouTube and my Twitter and everything like that. Yeah. After they had put me on their show, I got like 20 new Twitter followers from Texas. That's, that's, <laughs> like, that's awesome, man. I just, I quick, I, I went on the next day and it was like followers 320 and it was like 300 <laughs> before that. I was like, where the fuck are all my followers coming from? Well, it was from Shan, RJ and Jasmine at the fan in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. And, uh, I had a little Twitter conversation with, uh, with Shan afterwards and everything like that. They, they made a little fun, but at the same time, they were just like, that's epic. Apparently my delivery is, they think it was epic or whatever, but so yeah, you know, it was cool. Uh, I, I, I really enjoyed it and I thought it was really funny and I pimped them then on my Facebook. So a bunch of people went and listened to it. So thank you guys over at, uh, over at the fan in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas for giving me some unneeded, Rather not unneeded, but unnecessary, I suppose, exposure yeah. in southern Texas. <laughs> say thank you to those guys, and thank you for my mind for putting me on the radio fucking every day. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. My exactly. mind is a wonderful thing, and also <laughs> the most horriblest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we I think we probably both have that problem, sir. Uh, it's Movember. It is. It is Movember. Woo. Yeah, I am. Uh, I I I don't take in donations or anything from Movember, but I'm still trying to grow the mo to kind of support the cause. My, I can't. No, no, that, that's work. Well, the, the, fair enough. Yeah. My problem is I don't grow here. Uh, and you can't see because this is a fucking podcast, but I'm rubbing my upper lip. Uh, like, I, I can't grow there nearly as good as I can grow on the rest of my face. Like, my beard will grow much, uh, much faster than my actual mustache area will. So, I mean, it's, what, the 12th? We're almost halfway through the month? Yeah. And I still look like I have a little, like, bad teenage... Like uh, yeah, twelve-year-old sort of thing going. Me, like, I, I have no problem growing hair. <laughs> you know, anywhere you want. <laughs> Take a look beyond yours. Yep. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no, no. Oh, my face. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm more looking forward to next month, which is Beard Sember. Beard Sember. Uh, and I don't think Beard Sember is actually attached to any kind of. Like charity or anything. Like that. I mean, everybody knows Movember is attached to like men's prostate cancer and other men's cancer initiatives. Uh, I think if you just go to Movember.com, you can find out about everything like that. Make a donation to the cause. You absolutely should. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a man or a woman. And that's actually, I see, I see a lot of that too. I see a lot of people talking about like, uh, I even, I saw one, one person in particular that was like, Movember is sexist because it doesn't include women. What? Wait, wait a minute, some women it does. Yeah, well, yeah, so, <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Some women it does. For, and for a lot of women, you're fucking faking it, because I know you pluck and wax that shit. Mm. But, yeah, I, I saw somebody on the internet be like, Movember is sexist or, or whatever, because it doesn't include women. And I was like, well, there's two things the matter with that. One, the Movember initiative is about men's cancer concerns, specifically. Yeah. Um... Women don't have a prostate. Women can't develop prostate cancer. There's a female equivalent of the prostate, but a woman does not have a prostate. Mm. So prostate cancer is strictly a men's a man's problem. True. Second of all, there are female offshoots to Movember, and I don't know if you or a lot of other people know about this, but like 
in November, women can choose to not shave their armpits, not shave their legs, whatever. And it's it's an offshoot of Movember. It's it's still supporting the cause. Yeah. So it's not it's not sexist in the least. Um, I, I, but then I saw. I, but then there's there, there's idiots on both sides of the argument because in that same argument, I saw someone else comment that like, oh well, then breast cancer awareness month is sexist against men. And I was like, what are you fucking retarded? Men have <laughs> men men have breast tissue. Men can get breast cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there's always gonna be idiots geez, out there. Like just just fucking that retarded. just want to hear themselves complain. It, yeah, that's and that's, egg people on. It's, it's pretty it's well just, what the internet yeah. was. Not what what it was created for, but it's certainly what eighty five percent of internet users use it for. Yep. The bottom line about Movember is, if you're a man, try to support that shit if it's something that you believe in. If you're a woman, support that shit if it's something that you believe in. Support it by not shaving your armpits or shaving your legs, and I know that's difficult for a lot of women. Uh, make a donation to the cause. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. But with something like Beard Sember, like I said, I don't think it's actually attached to anything. I just think guys don't like to shave in the winter. <laughs> because it's like, fuck it, it keeps my face warm. Yeah, it's, it's an insulator. <laughs> exactly. You know, why not? Why not? <laughs> um, another little kind of interesting piece of news that happened from around our area, and this is going to be more Nick's forte than, yes. than mine. Uh, Glenn Murray, who is a hockey player who was born in our home, well, in my hometown, Bridgewater, yeah, Nova Scotia. Well, and my, it's pretty well hometown. your hometown now, yeah. too. Um, is going to be inducted into the Nova Scotia Sports Hall of Fame. Yes. Actually, it was uh, November 3rd. No, uh, so oh, yeah. It's, going it's to be. Already was. Passed. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's quite interesting. And a little bit uh, off uh, Glenn Murray, a little bit of history of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if nobody knows who, well, if, if you don't know who he is. Uh, he played for the uh, Sudbury Wolves uh, yep. in Ontario. Uh, first drafted into the NHL in 1991. Uh, played four four seasons with the Boston Bruins. Yep. Uh, traded to the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins uh, for about a year. Yeah, I think uh, he was only there for a year. Yeah, and then traded to Los Angeles Kings um, for five years. Uh, then back to Boston Bruins. Right. Now, quite quite a good career uh, there. I mean, his greatest offensive season was back in 2002-2003, where he had 92 points, uh, 44 goals, 48 assists. Yeah, that was that was the season where, I mean, he was playing winger for Joe Thornton. So, like, Joe Thornton, one of the best, most pure passers for a center mm. and for a guy his size, probably in the history of the NHL. So, it was like... All, I think all 44 of those goals were, like, one-timer passes from Thornton. <laughs> like, Thornton had, like, 300 assists that season, but yeah. Yeah. And just a little bit more, a little bit more useful, awesome information. Uh, played in the 94 playoffs. Yep. Uh, two world championships, 98 and 04, winning gold in 04. Yes. Which... Is awesome, and congrats to Glenn Murray. Yeah, it's it, it was it was it was uh, it was very cool. You know, on our um, our rink here in town, there's a the big plaque on the front. It was like the playing home of Glenn Murray when he was, you know, growing up and everything mm-hmm. like that. And uh, yeah, it was kind of a, it was a nice feather in the cap there for a couple of years that like. <clears throat> you know, we had a forty goal scorer that came from our town. Like it was, you mm. know, it was it was it was a pretty big deal. Uh, so yeah, I've uh, I met Glenn Murray in 
I think it was 96. It was the year, would have been the year that I graduated from elementary school. He was like the keynote speaker at our elementary school graduation. So I got to meet him and I got something signed by him. Actually, I've met him twice now that I think about it. I also met him at a signing at a subway. Oh, yeah? At a subway. <laughs> High profile oh. signing at the, the subway <laughs> up uh, up on the hill. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he would, he did a, an autograph signing up there, and I got a card signed and got a picture taken with him, which I think is still around somewhere. Might have even been the same year. Um, but yeah, so we got and got a signing and everything like that. I have a bit of a funny story about Glenn Murray. Shoot. Um, which Glenn, if Glenn would ever listen to this, which I know he won't, but mm-hmm. if, he, if he would ever listen to this, he may not like this story, but you know, whatever. Um, I used to travel a lot with a guy that worked as a bouncer in our one of our local bars in town and he told excuse me he told me this story one night uh, about how glenn murray came in and was you know just sort of drinking having a good time whatever and uh he was he was caught like spitting on the floor Mm. i'm assuming he was already drunk at this point uh, but he was spitting on the floor, and they went over and they told him, you know, you can't spit on the floor or whatever. And Glenn was like, oh, okay, 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 no problem. Mm-hmm. And like five minutes later, he did it again. Yeah. <laughs> so the bouncers went over and I was like, dude, we just told you you can't spit on the floor. He was like, yeah, okay, all right, okay, whatever. And like five minutes later, he did it again. So the bouncers went over and they were like, all right, you're out of here. And I guess he tried to fight them. <laughs> drunken gla- Drunken, drunken hockey boxing yeah uh and i guess one of the dudes just knocked him pretty well knocked him cold uh so here he is glenn murray making millions of dollars every year playing hockey professionally Mm. being drug out of a bar in bridgewater nova scotia poured into the back of a cab is this sounding familiar? Uh, <laughs> well, not not the not the, fight, not the yeah exactly. Yet. But uh, yeah, the rest of it is vaguely coming back. To Being me. poured in the back yeah. of a cat. Yeah, no. Um, and they so they ended up taking him home. And I guess a couple of the bouncers went up to his place the next day. Glenn had no idea what happened. Really, no idea. He wow. he was he was like, I woke up this morning and my head kind of hurt, my chin kind of hurt, but other than <laughs> that, I have no idea what happened. So they told him this story, and he was just like. Ugh. that's that's my funny glimmer again it's not it's not a story that i'm attached to in any way but i just thought it was kind of a funny story that we would share and uh once again congratulations to mr murray for uh that is a a, quite a A good accomplishment big accomplishment yes for sure yes you had another one that you kind of wanted to uh i had quite an interesting story that i came across weird world news weird world news came out of uh, October 27th issue, actually, okay. uh, where a 16-year-old girl in California... I like the way the story started. <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah. Uh, she was That's su- not legal, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> she was actually searching for reception, cell phone reception. Okay. And stepped into a rattlesnake nest. Oh. Got bit six times. Oh. Six times. One adult snake and five younger snakes. Oh, yeah. god damn. Price surprisingly survives, took 24 vials of anti-venom. Oh my god, that is one tough bitch. Yup. Wow. 24 vials of anti-venom? Yup. God damn. Jesus. That is nuts. That, like, that, that almost has me physically sick. Like, that is nuts. 
Um, I'm not good with snakes. <laughs> so, like, hearing that story is just... I, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not that bad with snakes. No. I mean, I, I can tolerate them. Right. I can pick them up if I got a stick and jam their head down beforehand, you know. Mm-hmm. But my sister's terrified of them. Oh. So, I mean, what oh. funny story. One, one day I had a rubber snake. Oh, no. <laughs> and I threw it at her. <laughs> she, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Did she kill you? Uh, no. Am I sitting next I, to a I ghost right now? <laughs> Oh god damn. Yeah. I would I would have killed you. I would I would have <laughs> there would not have been any hesitation on my part whatsoever. Uh one of one of the women I work with is really definitely afraid of snakes too. And so was dad. Actually, I'll toss in now that we're talking about snakes, I'll toss in a funny story about my dad. Um one time him and my mom went up to uh our hunting camp. And uh when he when they drove in the driveway, there was this big fucking snake. Just sitting, like, just fucking smack dab right in the middle of the driveway. And he was, and the snake was looking at him. (laughs) (laughs) And he wasn't happy about it. So they walked around, they walked around the snake. Snake didn't move. Snake just stayed right there. Yeah. But the snake watched them everywhere that they went. Like, he was turning and watching them or whatever. Oh, really? And uh, he got mom into the camp and he turned around and he started talking to the snake. (laughs) It was just like... I'm going inside for 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm coming back with my shotgun. And if you're still here, <laughs> it's not going to end well for you. So he closed the door. Like 10 minutes later, he got his shotgun, loaded two fucking honking uh, uh, shells in it, and opened the door, and the fucking snake was still sitting there. <laughs> still facing him, still looking at the door, kind of looking at him like, what? <laughs> What are you going to do? Bring it on. So he fucking raised that shotgun and blew that fucking snake away. But I just thought it was, you know, and he told me that story and he was like, he was like, I felt a little macho with the shotgun in my hand. But at the same time, I was just like, please don't come at me. Please don't come at me. (laughs) And that's kind of the way I would have been too. Like you could have given me any weapon in the book. You could have given me a fucking rocket launcher. I still would have looked at the snake like, please don't come at me, please don't come at me, please don't come at me. You know. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Uh, I don't know if you heard that uh, car engine, but it was funny because we did. Uh, Yeah, so uh, snakes uh, don't exactly have the best. Not uh, not good with you. Don't exactly have the best relationship. Um, Last podcast, we talked talked about uh, Borderlands 2 and how much fun that we've been having. With it and everything, well, and uh, I've been playing in a while. No, we haven't. We haven't. Uh, we haven't recorded in a while. I still have. I'm get. I got a little lazy with putting the episodes up. I got to put up a new one. Might do that today. Um, but I thought we would sort of take a few minutes and kind of spitball about some of our all-time favorite video games. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been playing. I started playing video games with the original NES. So we're talking like, oh, when did the original NES come out? Eighty. 88, 87, 88, something like that, I think, if I'm right. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I started with the original NES. I had the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had, I went from Super Nintendo to, I think I went from Super Nintendo right to PlayStation 1. I don't think I had any of the, kind of, the in-between ones. I didn't have a 64. No. And ever since PlayStation 1, I've been kind of loyal to the Sony 
systems because I had a PS1, then I had a PS2, and now I have a PS3. Fair enough. And eventually I will have a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I'm nothing if not fiercely loyal to my uh, video game systems, I guess. Um, but, you know... Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've been playing video games for a long time. I don't know, but yeah. what, what systems did you uh, have? I had just pretty much uh, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, PS2, right. Xbox, um, fucking PSP. Oh, yes. And Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah I, had, I had a Game Boy, too. Um and you, you have a 360 right now, don't you? Oops. Hello. That was, that was my cell phone. <laughs> Sorry, folks. You have a uh, 360 what? right now, don't you? Yes. Xbox? Yes. Yes. All right, right on. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So, there. There you go. We've So, we've both been playing for quite some time. And, again, just kind of wanted to spitball a little bit about some of our favorite video games. Because, clearly, we've between us, we've played a lot. Uh, I think the one that I probably put the most amount of time into, all time, all told... Yes, no, say no more. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. I think if I sat down and really calculated the number of hours that I would have put into that, given I've beaten the game about ten times, probably, mm-hmm. and we're talking probably 30 to 50 hours of playthrough, so we're looking at at least 300 hours, if not... You know, between somewhere between three and five hundred hours, yeah, which is a long fucking time to put into, uh, sort of put into one video game. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? Uh, what about you? Longest played, uh, I would have to say Pokemon Blue. See, now I was never into Pokemon. I no? could, I could, I don't know why I could never get into it. See, that that was kind of the same with me and Final Fantasy. Was it? Yeah. But, you know, what, it was one year I got it for the Game Boy. Okay. And I sat down and started to play Pokemon, and it's just like, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I liked it. Pokemon Blue and Red were the original two, weren't yeah. they? Yeah, okay. Right yeah, on. and then came along Silver and... Silver and Black. Black. I think there's... Isn't there a Gold? Yeah. Or, no. Or, no, gold, Pokemon Black, King. Pokemon White... Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Gold. Yeah. Pokemon Me, Pokemon You. <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon Stew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Sort of. Um, right on. Um, yeah, Pokemon, like I say, it's it's something that I've always kind of been a little bit interested in, but I've never actually yeah. taken the time to sort of get into it. Um, <clears throat> I remember the most... I remember renting one game, and it was uh, it was uh, Suikoden Two, and it was for the original PlayStation. It was for PS One. Mm-hmm. I remember renting that when I think Blockbuster had just taken over Super Video. Okay. When at the time that we were doing it, and uh, I remember I rented that for a week because all the game rentals were for a week, and I think in that week I put, I think I was like consistently like five hours a day. Wow. Because I'm pretty sure I put like thirty five to forty hours. Onto that game just in my fucking one week rental. That's how much, like, if I really love a game, that's how dedicated I'll be to it. I will do nothing else but put five or six hours in a day into a game. Which I know if you mention that to hardcore gamers, I'm sure, like, 
if uh, if Vaughn or anything is listening to this podcast, be like five hours a day. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, you know, yeah. like our hardcore gamers will <laughs> they will just do that every day, right? But like, I'm not a hardcore gamer. Mm. I just I've just been gaming for a long time. Yeah. But to move away from the uh, amount of time that you put into a game, mm-hmm. that would be like the the say the best game that you play. Uh, going from way back when, way back when to, to now, it doesn't way. matter about the graphics, nothing. It's Perfect. just a game that you full throttle. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, I think I would have to say Final Fantasy VII is probably my favorite game. That's not to say that I haven't had other games that I loved. Clearly, I loved Suikoden Two, or I wouldn't have put thirty-five hours into it in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, NHL '95. NHL 95 was the first hockey game I ever played. It was for the Super Nintendo. And for my money, it's still the best hockey game that has ever been made. And I know that's completely, totally wrong because it's exactly the same as NHL 94 (laughs) and NHL 96, just except for the rosters. Mm. So I know it's exactly the same and I know it's screwed up, but NHL 95 for my money is certainly my favorite, at least, hockey game that has ever been made. You could... Uh, yeah, uh, you could, you know, it's just, I like your you reason. could, yeah. I like um, your reason for I'll it being you. awesome. For sure. And, and you know what? The first, the first Borderlands, the first Borderlands holds such a, a, a close piece of my heart. Like I loved that game so much. And the second game now that we've, we haven't really been playing it as long as we could have been playing it, yeah. but at the same time. Uh, the the little bit that we have been playing it, uh, we've loved it because it's basically more of the same but better. And Most definitely, and I agree with you. the uh, The first Borderlands is is one of my one of my favorite games. Hmm. My all time favorite, and I don't know if many people else played this, but Redneck Rampage. <laughs> yeah. Really, uh, yeah. Redneck Rampage. Yeah, and, um, did I ever play that? Is it is it uh, is it PC game or was P- it on a console? PC game. Okay, uh, kind of a little bit older than uh, Full Throttle, which came out in nineteen ninety five. Okay, um, basically, it, it, it's it's a first person shooter game, right? Uh, which is awesome. You get a whole bunch of guns. There's like a saw blade gun. Nice. And yeah, and shit like that. It's just, I I, I loved it back then, <laughs> and I love it now. I, I I feel like I've played this, but at the same time, I just I can't I can't pick it up. But mm-hmm. I like I feel like I may have at least tried to play it. Um. Oh, let's see. What are some other ones? Um. Here we go. We're going to talk a little bit about wrestling later because we have a pay-per-view coming up. But since we're both wrestling fans, what's your favorite wrestling game of all time? Wrestling game of all time? Because I know we've, between us, we've probably played quite a few. Uh, it has to be for the PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Raw vs. SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth. Uh, okay, yeah, it, it was. It was. It's not. Or, it was. It wasn't part of the Raw versus SmackDown series. I think it was just SmackDown. Touch. It was. It was uh, the one that came right before SmackDown versus Raw, like the first. Yes. Before the first one. Okay. Yes. Right. Because on. I have both, and it kind of get, gets me confused. Yeah. Anyway. Fair enough. It um, had Brock Lesnar on the cover, didn't it? Yes. Was it? It, it had three, but okay. Brock, Rest, 
Brock Lesnar was. Brock! Brock! Was we gotta do the, that every uh, episode. The middle one. Okay, right on. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, I, you know, after I didn't really get back into wrestling games until the SmackDown vs. Raw series, which was like so like the first one, which I think was like 2005 or something like that, mm. when the first or 2004 or something like that. Like I had played like the SNES ones, like Super WrestleMania and Fire Pro Wrestling, which is amazing. Fire Pro Wrestling, Saturday Night Slam Masters was great too. Um, that's those are a lot. Those are like Japanese games, so okay. they're more they're they're not really at all realistic. They're more <laughs> like everything short of like throwing a fireball in a wrestling match, uh-huh. I guess. <laughs> which they actually do with fire with uh, with uh, fire paper, but um, but I mean, so those ones I really liked. Um, like I said, the first SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah. Because it just, like, it enhanced the storyline mode so much that it was, that Almost it was just definitely. very cool. I mean, um, I, I kind of miss, I, I forget which one was it, but which one, which was the one that you could do the intros and stuff like that? Like when you could, you could, like, do your own entrances? Yeah. I think that started with, oh, the create an entrance mode. I think started with... 2007? Yeah. I want to say. We'll say that. Something like that. But yeah, yeah, when they, when they brought in like the sort of create an entrance yeah, mode, it that, was... that was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a cool concept. Back when, when you did all our profiles, I wish you kept those. Oh, yeah, I really, I wish, well, I wish you could have, if they, if they would have set up a system where you could just import them, mm-hmm. like from game to game to game to game, I'd still have them. Like, I mean, I'd still, I mean, I'm getting, uh, I'm apparently getting uh, WWE 13 for Christmas. It's going to be epic. Which is going to be great, and I think I'll... I kind of hope that the characters in it aren't as blotchy as the fucking commercials. Uh, Yeah, I know, they're kind of, they're a little blocky, eh? Which is so, which is so (laughs) funny, because I remember fucking WrestleMania 2000 coming out for N64, where guys are basically just... Kids. Like, they're just, like, fucking... Blo- like, a muscle will just be a block of, like, 80 pixels by 80 pixels. And we were like, oh my god, it looks so good! Like, you know, I, I just... I remember us flipping out about how cool, like, yeah. WrestleMania 2000 uh, back, looked. Back and in the day, back that was in the, the day, shit, it was It was. It was good stuff. Or WCW versus NWO World Tour. That mm-hmm. was, that was a, I put a lot of hours into that one, too. Because there was so many different, like, game modes. And they had a bunch of, like, wrestlers from Japan and everything, which is yeah. really, really cool. Um, but what I like now about the, the WWE series, which is just WWE 12 and now WWE 13... Uh, is is like how is how customizable everything is. Like you can make you can make your own like rings and make your own arenas and everything like that. Like I mean, I've seen people do like flawlessly perfect like Ring of Honor arenas and New Japan Pro Wrestling and oh, just like stuff awesome. that people customize, right? Yeah. So it would be great to do um to just kind of make our uh, Backyard Wrestling Federation that we had back in the day really come to life. <laughs> and you could kind of do it a little bit in WrestleMania 2000, like with the create a pay-per-view mode. Yeah. Like you can you can name it, you can give it a location and everything, but at the same time it's still yeah, like all labeled. WWE yeah. labeled, right? Yeah. Well, this you can like make your own labels and everything like that. So it's just, it's so immersive and it's so, uh, it, it puts so much attention to detail yeah. that I 
fucking can't wait to get it. It's going to be epic. Yeah, and every review that I've been hearing from people that already have the game is just like, dude, you got to get this game. Like, I got to wait till Christmas. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck. Um, a couple others. Maybe a couple other video games to kind of mention. Um, video games. Yeah. Uh, um, now, there was a... Uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. Oh, yeah? Yes. Race racing games Love are something it. that I've always kind of enjoyed. Um, yeah. Actually, I got into the Hot Pursuit series uh, back in high school. I had it from okay. my PC. Oh right, and right then on. they uh, came out uh, for the Xbox recently. Always a good decision to move your PC games, which run perfectly, onto consoles, which are much more limited. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and I go ah. Nice for speed. I haven't played this in a while. Fucking yoink. (laughs) 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 Cops. Just like in real life. Exactly. (laughs) For you. uh, (laughs) Um, I tell you, probably my favorite racing game of all time, and this is going to make me look like, uh, probably make me look like a hipster, but um, F-Zero. Like I mean, I, I just I always I always fall back on F Zero because it was so much fun, and uh, of course Super Nintendo, um, and I, like I have it on an emulator and I just fucking play it all the time. Nice. I still play it all the time. That's how much I liked it. Uh, okay, on Tuesday we could go tomorrow. Yes. The um, the states had their uh, three billion dollar. Jerk off parade, but they called it an election. Yay! Yeah, and um, Barack Obama, of course, was reelected. Of course, that's still all, and it's kind of what I keep telling people: like they're still, they're all still projections. Now, I mean, they can be really, 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 really accurate projections. Yeah. But for another three or four days until like all the absentee ballots are vote are counted and everything they're double checked and everything like that, mm-hmm. they're still projections you know what i mean like still don't know for sure no they can be like 99.9 percent accurate but there's always like that one tenth of a percent i i remind everyone of the year 2000 when all the major news outlets uh say we project al gore is going to be the president and then florida flopped and bush won supposedly reminds me of that commercial uh where they're standing like around the barbecue and yeah. the guy goes well i'm 99.9 sure and the other guy goes so you don't know yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and that's and that's i'm so glad you mentioned that because that's that's exactly the fucking point like we can we can project until the cows come home but for another couple of days until every single ballot is voted or every single ballot is counted and counted again one, we are not 1,000% sure that Barack Obama won the election. But we can probably safely say that Barack Obama won the election. Pretty sure. And it was a fucking disaster for Republicans. Not just the fact that Obama won, but the fact that like they lost ground in places they didn't think they were going to lose ground. Mm. I think they only picked up one or two states from the previous election. Oh, yeah. But they lost other ones, sort of pivotal sort of fucking states, right? Mm. Um, I was saying sort of all through the election, I find it strange a little bit that, and it's not just in the States, it's in Canada too. I find it strange that we support 
electoral systems. And this is going to be me getting on my fucking political soapbox, so I apologize, but bear with me because it'll only be a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I find it weird that we support electoral systems where someone can lose the popular vote and still win an election. You know what I mean? Like, you can have less than 50% of people vote for you, or if you're in a multi-party system, have fewer total votes than one of your opponents, but still win. I don't understand how, like, I don't understand why we would sort of support a system that kind of allows that to happen. Mm-hmm. And again, if you don't think it happens, I mentioned this on my Facebook, it's happened eight times between Canada and the U.S., four times in the States, four times in Canada. So it, it does happen where the person that gets the popular vote doesn't win the election because of the way that the elections are set up. Yeah. And I mean, like, I know maybe you say that they're set up because of the way population is or, or, or whatever, you know. I, I don't have a better system <laughs> for to for elections in in North America, I don't have a better idea for a system. I'm simply saying, simply taking the time to point out that I just find it weird. Because, like, in the Electoral College down in the States, California has 55 Electoral College votes. And you only need 270 to be president. Hmm. But that's one state of 52 yeah. that has uh, a fifth of what you need, which bothers me because it just it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. to me it doesn't make sense anyways well yeah i would think that you i would say that you take it by either i don't know take it by state by state whoever wins the most states wins or you just simply do it by simply do it by popular vote whoever's got the most votes even if you got only got one more vote you win 50 percent plus one um because it's just like to win an election in the states, there's like six major states that you need. There's California, there's Florida, there's Massachusetts, there's Texas, uh, and there's a couple of others, Ohio, and I think Pennsylvania. All of those states have 20 votes in the ele- at least 20 votes in the electoral college. But like California's got 55, I think Texas has 38. A couple of them have 29 and a couple of them have 20. If you win all those states, mm-hmm. your opponent can basically win almost the rest of the country and still lose because that's the majority of the votes that you need to get in. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I find it, I find it kind of weird, but you know what? Kind of. In any case, the Democrats won. Obama's going to have another four years pending. No one kills him. Uh-huh. Um, you know what? And I, I really, I don't want to sound or intend to sound racist here, but I'm going to throw this out. When Obama won the election in 2008, I remember thinking silently to myself because I didn't want to say this to anybody for fear of acting or anyone thinking that I was racist. If I can be thought a racist for quoting Family Guy, I can certainly be thought a racist for saying this. Um, that's a story for another time. Um, but like. When the black guy won, and I hate even saying that, but in the States, it was a huge issue. And it was a huge issue again in this election, which is retarded because you've had a black president for four years. So it really shouldn't be an issue anymore. But anyways, in 2008, when the black guy won, I remember thinking to myself begrudgingly, how long is it going to be before some idiot, some racist idiot, puts a bullet in him simply for the fact that he's black? 
And I don't advocate that. I don't want that to happen to anyone, much less a guy like Obama who, whether you agree with his policies or the way he does things or you don't agree with his policies, seems like a nice enough guy. But, like, I, I just, I remember thinking, and I'm, and I'm, I'm so glad that it didn't happen, but that just kind of felt like the condition of the states to me. Like, like how long is it going to be mm. before somebody's like, well, I'm not going to have a black president in my country because this is America. Bang. You know, because it's just like that seems to be the way that there, there's a large number of Americans that are still very set in old ways and yeah. set in, you know, racist mindsets. But you know what? The black guy won for the second election in a row. So, Yay. you know, maybe things are quote unquote changing. Congrats. Yeah, congrats, exactly. I yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um it's 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 really like that's the whole fucking climate of politics nowadays is like you take the lesser of two evils. And Obama seemed to be the lesser of two evils to people in the states. Yeah. Which I don't think comes as a major surprise that Democrats would be seen as a lesser of two evils up against the Republicans. Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of it because of the way that Republicans seem to be, have their minds set firmly on regulating vaginas. Mm. Like, <laughs> it's it's... It, it it absolutely blows my mind. Like, all the comments that came out from people in or in support of the Republican Party and the way that they kind of popped off at the mouth, uh, they pop off at the mouth about things like abortion, like pro-life versus pro-choice. Yeah. Most Republicans are very staunchly pro-life. And, like, if you get an abortion, you're a horrible person and you're going to hell. Um, and these comments about rape, like... One person said that, like, well, you know, if a woman... This was about rape and pregnancy. It was like, well, you know, if a woman is getting legitimately raped, uh, the uterus has a way of shutting itself down to prevent pregnancy. That's a load of shit. That's a load of shit. He's like, I've talked to doctors <laughs> that have told me... What? F in Cambodia? Where, where, are you, where are you talking to these doctors? <laughs> Where did they get their medical degrees? Like, what? That is retarded. Show me the degree it was written on a napkin. Yeah. It was on the back of a McDonald's placemat. Like, I mean, there's... Where, where... It was drawn in pencil. <laughs> I think maybe a red crayon. Yeah. The, the signature was written backwards in red crayon. Like, who in their right mind with a medical degree would say something like that? That... It makes no sense. It's just... It's... One of the most idiotic things I've ever heard. Yeah. That, like, I mean, like, I know people who have gotten pregnant from, I know, I know them in person, from legitimate rape. And if I tried to tell that person this and convince that person <laughs> that, well, you know, it, the rape must not have been legitimate because you got pregnant. Like, I, I would expect to be punched in the face. <laughs> I really would. Uh, and then you turn around and there were other people saying things about, like, um, you shouldn't have an abortion if you get pregnant from rape because rape the rape was obviously God's will. And that fucking blew my mind. I, I know we're at, like, 43 minutes here, so I'm gonna yeah. sort of, I gotta sort of cut it off. But just, like, that just fucking blew my mind. Like, rape as God's will. What? Loving God. <laughs> would allow something like that to happen. That's that's all that I'll say about it. Obama won the election. Uh, 
if I had a vote in the states and if I was actually going to vote in the election, he would have been who I probably would have voted for yeah. for president. So there you go. Um, there was another sort of uh, political thing I wanted to talk about here, but we can probably save that for the next time because they'll uh, still be going on. Oh, yeah. Have you you've heard those? Well, maybe we'll take a minute. Um, our country is strange. I, I feel like our country, the people that are running our country, which is, of course, the conservative party, I feel like they have penis envy of, like, every other party. Like, they've got a majority government. They have a government where, at the end of the day, they can probably pass whatever they want. Yeah, pretty much. But, and uh, we can't call for, like, a vote of no confidence because that vote would lose in the house because there's more conservatives than anybody else. Mm. So they would say, well, no, we don't support that vote and it would die. Recently on the radio, I've heard conservative attack ads against the NDP. Yeah. For no reason whatsoever. Like I can't figure out exactly why something like that is happening. Yeah. Um, because you, there's, they're talking about like the NDP's carbon tax and how like the carbon tax is gonna make gas go up ten cents a liter. Yeah, and we can't afford fear, that. Fear, 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 fear. Like that, you know, exactly. It's a, it just it, it seems so weird. If they only had a if they only had a minority government, I would understand that a little bit more. Yeah, but they don't. Their government's a majority. So why do they need to attack their opponents at all? <laughs> They could just be like, we don't agree with this, so we're going to vote it down. And that's the power that they have in in a majority government. I don't know why our country was stupid enough to give them a majority government, but that's beside the point. Uh, it just, it seemed weird to me. I don't yeah. know. It seemed, it seemed weird. Just, just a little bit. Just I a mean, little bit. Why? Yeah, exactly. It just, it doesn't seem to make any sense. So, we got another wrestling, wrestling, more wrestling, wrestling talk on the podcast. Uh, we got football! A, football! We got a wrestling pay-per-view coming up. We also have a UFC pay-per-view coming up. Um, and the UFC pay-per-view is a pretty big one. But we'll start with wrestling. We'll probably we'll end on UFC. Uh, because the wrestling, there's not a ton to preview. No, there, there isn't. And it's kind of odd being like... Re- less, than, well, less than a week. Less than a week before the pay-per-view. And it's on this Sunday. And there's three announced matches. Three announced matches, and one has been already changed. Yeah, one's been really, <laughs> like, really adjusted. <laughs> Why? Uh, so again, this is WWE Survivor Series going down November 18th from the Banker's Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, Indiana. Which, surprisingly, the first Survivor Series was in Indian, uh, Indiana. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Right so, on. So, that's, uh, uh, it's the 20th? 20, no, 26th. 26th? 26th annual, sur- no, yeah, tw- yeah 26th annual yeah. Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, second longest running WWE pay-per-view in history behind WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, we have three matches that are currently, and we'll, we'll start with the sort of solidified ones before we go to the one that was totally fucked up. Yeah. Um, Rematch from the from the Hell in a Cell pay per view. Big Big Show versus Sheamus, of course, at Hell in a Cell. Big Show beat Sheamus for the World Heavyweight Championship, mm-hmm. and now they're just simply doing it again. I guess there's no extra there's no extra stipulation on it no, as of yet. Anyways, who knows what'll happen on SmackDown? It's but like going to be a slobber knocker. Going to be a slobber knocker, Jr. Um, so yeah, they're they're rematching. It was a pretty good it was a pretty good match in the last pay the last pay per view, but I'm just like. 
throw an extra like wrinkle into it or something. Yeah. Like have it be like Falls Count Anywhere or something like that. Like something something a little extra. Mm. But in any case, so big show against Sheamus again. Uh, we have a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. CM Punk with Paul Heyman, of course. Which, if anybody hasn't seen the CM Punk DVD, yes. best in the world, go out and buy it. It is awesome. Yeah, go get that shit because that that was excellent. One of the, one of the better one of the better put together DVDs from yeah. WWE that I think I've ever seen. Uh, so we got CM Punk defending the WWE Championship against both John Cena and Ryback in a triple threat match. And this is a perfect example of taking a feud and throwing an extra wrinkle into it. Mm. Because you had, at the last pay-per-view, CM Punk versus Ryback, Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So they didn't just turn around on this pay-per-view and go, CM Punk versus Ryback again. They threw John Cena into it. Now it's a triple threat match. It's got mm. a different dynamic. It makes it more interesting. It's slightly better booking than they're doing for SmackDown. But anyways, um, yeah, this match kind of came out of nowhere. It came, it was spawned from the other announced match on the card, which is the one that's been totally mm. fucked up, totally ripped apart and, and put back together. Just, just before we get to that match, mm-hmm. just a quick question. How do you feel about... Uh, Your balls in my face? <laughs> yes, but... It, a little warm. <laughs> a little warm, okay. Sorry. Okay, uh, but second question. <laughs> um, uh, who the fuck gives a fuck what his name is referee versus Ryback Oh, next Brad Maddox. Raw? Jesus Christ. Um, for those of you that are following this, this whole... Of course, we talked about it on the last podcast. The referee, Brad Maddox, uh, costing Ryback the WWE Championship at Hell in a Cell. For those of you that don't know, I mean, Brad Maddox in WWE right now is a referee. Mm-hmm. Brad Maddox has been a wrestler on the independent circuit for a couple of years. And way back in the day, in either, I think, OVW or Florida Championship Wrestling or something like that, Brad Maddox and Ryback feuded. Oh, yeah? They wrestled each other. So they kind of brought Brad Maddox in because he's got some chemistry with Ryback or something, but they've brought him in as a referee and they've like plunked him smack dab in the middle of like the primary feud on the A show Yeah. before giving him anything else. I don't even know if he's had a dark match. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a lot of fucking pressure it is. for this kid. It is. It, it really is. I mean... <laughs> Like it's just it it's it, it's interesting. <laughs> it will to say the least. It's interesting a, a little bit, yeah. Um, but right. yeah, and, that, and that's on we'll that's see. on SmackDown this week or on Raw? Oh, that's on Raw. That's on Raw. That's yeah, tonight. Tonight's yes, yes, yes. Oh boy! Hell, I just get we'll off get at to... ten. I might be able to. Yeah, watch exactly. That. Woo! Uh, oh boy, let's let's tune in for a million dollars for that. <laughs> uh, see Ryback squash this jobber that's never uh, even had a dark yeah. match. Okay, back to Survivor Anyways, Series. Anyways, back to Survivor Series. Uh, the ma- I, don't know, I don't even Foley, know if I want to call this a main event. It's kind of a main it, event match. It, it kind of is. We've got Team Foley taking on Team Ziggler that used to be Team Punk. Originally, after the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, actually the night after, it was on Raw, mm-hmm. 
CM Punk came out and was like, hey, I defended my title against Ryback and Hell in a Cell. Mick Foley came out and was like, you had to use a crooked referee. And Mick Foley's kind of been on CM Punk's ass for the last little while. Mm. So they set up this match. Team Foley versus Team Punk. Traditional Survivor Series elimination match. Very cool. Because Mick Foley, whether you like his in-ring wrestling ability or not, can sell you the shirt off your own back. Oh, like definitely. he. He's, he's so good at it, right? And and this was actually something that was relatively interesting. That, like, hey, CM Punk is going to be captaining a team, and Mick Foley is going to be captaining a team, and it, it looks like it's going to be great. Mm. So, here's what happened. <laughs> something must have happened in one of the WWE booking meetings or something. That they thought it was a terrible idea for CM Punk to not be defending his title on pay-per-view. Which I can partly understand. Yeah. I can. It's kind of a kick in the teeth to do a major pay-per-view. Because, you know, Survivor Series is one of the big four. Yeah. With WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, and SummerSlam. So it's one of the big four. So it's kind of awkward to not have the champions defending their title. Just a little bit. At the same time, Team Punk versus Team Foley was going to be interesting. Because you think about it, you have Team Punk, Punk's actually in the match. Mm -hmm. Team Foley, Foley wasn't actually going to be in the match. No. But you would have Mick Foley on the outside with one team. And you'd have Paul Heyman on the outside with the other team. And they would... They would be interacting with each other, and that would be almost as entertaining as what's going on in the ring. Mm. Because it's fucking Mick Foley on one side and Paul Heyman <laughs> on the other. So it would be really, really... And they, of course, have history with ECW and everything like that. So it was going to be very interesting. But then, of course, what they decided to do was they decided to get rid of that and instead replace it with Team Foley versus Team Ziggler. Where in the fuck did Dolph Ziggler get involved in this? I don't know. I it's it, I don't get it. So as the teams sit right now, you have Kofi. This is Team Foley. You have Kofi Kingston, Kane, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, and the ever popular undefeated superstar to be announced. <laughs> Used to be Ryback. Used to be Ryback. Yeah, it, yes, it used to be Ryback. Ryback used to be on the team. Yeah. So they haven't announced, I'm assuming tonight, they'll probably announce who Hopefully. the fifth member of Team Foley is. Because if they don't, either that, if you don't announce it tonight, don't announce it at all. Yeah. Like, leave it till leave the pay-per-view. It, yeah, Have it be end. somebody return or something. Yeah. Like, fucking, you know, the fifth member of Team Foley. When it comes crashing down, <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan comes out or something. Like, make it be a big fucking... A big surprise. Or have it be Austin or something. Like just, that would just, be epic. That would be amazing. But if you're not going to announce it tonight, don't announce it at all. Yeah. Taking on Team Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, who steps in as team captain, replacing CM Punk, who's no longer in the match at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, team Rhodes Scholars, Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow. Yeah. I, I, I'm higher on Sandow than some other people might be. But anyways. Uh-huh. Alberto Del Rio... Who gives gives a fuck, really? (laughs) And Wade Barrett. The Barrett Barrage. The Barrett Barrage is continuing. (laughs) I change theme songs every week. (laughs) No one knows when I'm coming. 
because a song starts playing and I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, look, it's Wade Barrett. Like, stick with the fucking theme song, please. Yeah. But anyways, so Dolph Ziggler and Wade Barrett were not in, originally involved in this at all. No. Originally, CM Punk was the team captain. And The Miz. And The Miz was it was on the team. The Miz is apparently no longer on the pay-per-view. <laughs> he, he He's has just to fucking be. gone. He's on the promotional poster. Exactly. What like, the fuck is going on, guys? Look up, Look up the promotional <laughs> poster for Survivor it's Series. It's him looking like a queer blowing you a kiss. Yeah, it's kind of... He's rocking his fucking <laughs> S&M jacket. And, you know, it, it just... It doesn't make any sense to me now that Miz is no longer on the pay-per-view. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is... The Miz becoming the fifth member of Team Foley and making a face turn. That could be a possibility. That could be a possibility, and that could be kind of interesting. But if that's what it's going to happen, if that's what's going to happen, I don't want them to announce it. I want it. I want them to wait till the pay per view. Yes. Be like fifth member of Team Foley. Awesome, <laughs> and that will get a huge pop out of the crowd. So please. WWE booking committee, and I'm getting closer to the mic so I can say this clearly. You, closer. You still have probably two or three booking meetings prior to the pay-per-view. At one of those meetings, please decide to wait until the pay-per-view if the fifth member of Team Foley is going to be the Miz. Okay. Yes. That's it. That, that's, that's our preview of fucking Survivor Series because that's all that we know. That's on the card at this point. Most absolutely. Absolutely. So I think what we'll do is we will end this on a just a very quick uh, preview of UFC 154. UFC 154 going down in, I believe, Montreal. Yep, Bell Center from Montreal, Quebec. And what a surprise, George St. Pierre is in the main event. Seems like every time they go to... Um, they go to Montreal, GSP is in the main event. Or every time GSP fights, they go to Montreal. Um... I'm, of course, going to be doing a full-blown um, preview video for this, so we're not going to... I don't want to go too, too far into it. A uh, couple of interesting fights on the card. Uh, the co-main event at Welterweights, Martin Campman and Johnny Hendricks. Mm-hmm. And uh, these... Martin Campman and Johnny Hendricks, two guys that can finish the fight from anywhere. They can finish the fight standing. They can finish it grappling. They both have multiple submission and knockout wins. I think Johnny Hendricks has multiple submission wins. I know Campman does. Now I'm going to have to double check. Give me a moment. Campman's got seven wins by submission. Hendricks I might be a little bit scared of. Well, he's got one. Mm-hmm. He's got a submission win, so it's Yay. all good. Yay! Johnny Hendricks! Um... Yeah, so I mean that that's going to be a fantastic fight, and that's probably got fight of the night written all over it. There, uh, you got some other decent fights: Francis Carmon versus uh, Tom Lawler, uh, Nick Ring, who's Canadian, against Costa Filippo. I think that's going to be a great fight. Uh, Mark Hominick against Pablo Garza. Hominick probably fighting for his job. I think he's lost three or four fights in a row. Nice. Uh, other and other Canadians you got on the card. You got fucking Patrick Cote's back. Uh, Mark Bocek, Sam Stout, John McDessie, uh, Antonio Carvalho. So you got quite a few Canadian fights on the card. But, of course, the main draw on this card is, of course, going to be GSP. Mm-hmm. Not only for the fact that it's in Montreal, but for the fact that GSP, even though he hasn't fought in over a year, fighting for the first time since April 2011, uh, is still probably one of the five best draws in the UFC. Like, I mean, you put a George St. Pierre fight on a card, people are going to buy the pay-per-view. And they've put a good pay-per-view around it. 
So that's kind of nice. Um, GSP and Carlos Condit to unify the welterweight title. Of course, with GSP's injury, uh, there was a fight between Carlos Condit and Nick Diaz, and that was for the interim title, which Carlos Condit won. I didn't think Condit won the fight. I thought Diaz won the fight, but I'm a Diaz homer, so it's hard to take what I say seriously. Um, I don't I don't think Condit has anything for GSP. I really, really don't. Uh, and it's not that I think, you know, GSP is this world beater. I just think GSP is very, very good at what he does. Probably the best mixed martial arts wrestling in mixed martial arts. Because ah. uh, his takedown defense is phenomenal. His top wrestling is phenomenal. He keeps, if he puts guys on the ground, he can keep you there. You know, he just, uh, he, I don't think Condit has anything for him. I don't think Condit will be able to get to him. Because uh, I think GSP has a fairly significant reach advantage. I might be wrong in saying that, but I think he does. Uh, I just I don't think GSP has anything for Condit. Um, I really don't. But it's going to be an exciting sort of pay-per-view. And we're getting towards the end of the year with UFC. There's a couple of UFC events left this year. But getting towards the end of the year show, which is going to be big, which is the rematch between Cain Velasquez and Junior Dos Santos from the heavyweight belt. Heavyweight belt. Yes. Yes. Do you have anything to say? Um, I don't follow UFC. Not fair enough. Who do you think is going to win between Cyril Diabati and Chad Griggs? Me. Nick. <laughs> so what he means is the fans. The fans win between those two. No, fair enough. No, I'm going to jump in the ring. Oh, all right. I'm going over there and I'm going to win. You're going to win. You're going to knock. Go, I'm going to knock gonna both knock them both out. out. Fair enough. Before we go, yes, sir. Then you post something up on your Facebook or something. I did post something up on my Facebook, which nobody replied to. You jerks. Uh, All right. So, what we're going to be doing for subsequent podcasts, podcasts after this one, uh, we are going to be doing a new section on the podcast called Ask Nick. Yes, because everybody would like to bask in my glory of awesomeness and know it all. Exactly, yes. and everybody loves a fucking whopper. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing, like I said, a new segment called Ask Nick. And uh, whenever we do a podcast, which is, again, usually every two weeks, uh, a couple days prior, I'm going to post that on my Facebook and going to ask people in the comments section on all the podcasts to ask Nick a question. Find a question that you want to ask Nick. He is a fountain of knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, the best few questions Uh, we will feature on the podcast and we will get an answer from Nick himself. Okay. Well, will this be just a spur of the moment? I won't know what they are until the... Ideally, yes. Those, um, those are going to be, yes, um, some of the. <laughs> they're going to be fun. They're going to be good. Oh. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So we're going to do that, and uh, we're going to be doing that for, like I said, subsequent podcasts. Uh, get your questions in in the comments section on this podcast, and again, we'll be picking the two or three best, and we will be asking Nick. Yes. Dun dun. We may even come up with a theme music. That'd be great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's probably about it for this one. We're, we're pushing to about an hour and, uh, would you, do you have anything you'd like to add, sir? How do you like my balls in your face? Huh? 
Not again. <laughs> this is the second time on this podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I have to. I have to. Got to keep the balls myself. happy. Yeah. yeah. If the balls aren't happy, <laughs> nobody's happy. Uh, all right. Well, thanks everybody again for coming on by and listening to us talk for an hour about some bullshit. We yes. talked some sports. We talked some wrestling. We talked some politics. Politics. We talked some November. We talked some uh, some gender equality. We talked some racial equality. Yeah. And we talked about Nick's balls. Um, now I need to go home and get ready for work. Yeah, Nick's gonna go home and get ready for work. I'm gonna go back up to my room and lay on my bed. I hate you. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you don't hate me. You couldn't hate me. You love me. Um, all night long. Uh, <laughs> so, again, for uh, myself and Nick, thank you so much for coming in, tuning into the fourth episode of the No Holds Barred podcast. Yes. And we will see you in two weeks. Later. Bye. Bye. Our fans suck. No, uh, they don't. No, they don't. We love you. Is this still on? Oh my oh, god! Oh,